0: people really don't care and by people I mean your potential customers or prospects really don't care about how their problems are being solved Mm -hmm. they just care about their problems being solved at all
1: This is Chris Reynolds and welcome to the Entrepreneur House podcast. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for six and seven figure entrepreneurs creating events and retreats all over the world. Picture yourself spending four weeks with other high level entrepreneurs in the northern mountains of Thailand this coming October and November 2017. It will be full of masterminds, workshops, advisors, like-minded entrepreneurs, and of course some fun adventure. If you're ready to take your business to the next level with other successful entrepreneurs, be sure to Apply at theentrepreneurhouse.com. On the show today, Dan Schwartz, the founder of InvestorFuse, joins us to tell us about the recent rapid growth of his business. Dan used to be a touring musician for a funk band and decided to leave that life to pursue his long-term dream of entrepreneurship. Dan created Investor InvestorFuse, which is a CRM tool for real estate investors, two years ago, and it has nearly hit seven figures already. Today, Dan will share with us about how he grew the company so fast, what he's doing in the second year compared to the first year, how he decided to control the growth of his business to perfect internal systems, and Dan shares some fun tips on maintaining zero inbox freedom. It's a great episode, and without further ado, let's welcome Dan Schwartz to the show. Welcome, Dan, to the podcast. How are you today?
0: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Chris. This is going to be exciting.
1: Thanks for coming on the show, my friend. And I hear you're reporting from beautiful San Diego, California.
0: Yes, sir. What are you doing there? I sort of ended up here on purpose. (laughs) Kind of came down to I, I needed to be in America for my company and what better city to pick than San Diego.
1: So Dan, we want to get to know you as the entrepreneur that you are today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So it's been kind of a crazy ride, but I think it all, it, everything comes down to a couple of decision points. So I'll break it down by that. First decision point being right after college. I think this is where a lot of entrepreneurs become entrepreneurs. And it was a very binary decision for me. When I graduated, A, go the corporate route and have a capped fixed income, or B, go the entrepreneurship route and have an unlimited income. So it's it's pretty binary for me from the <laughs> from the outset, mm-hmm. and uh, it just seemed like a no-brainer to go for unlimited income potential versus having to climb any sort of ladder. So right after school, I started learning about real estate investing. Hon- honestly, just by researching like where are the proven markets that you can make money in, mm-hmm. you know, like. And I had been exposed to real estate kind of my whole life. My father was a real estate agent. My grandfather used to sell land. And in college, I had read Rich Dad Poor Dad and kind of got into the whole real estate investing mindset and ideology of buying assets, not liabilities, and all that stuff. So it kind of picked my interest, started learning about how I could get into real estate investing as a fresh-faced 22-year-old kid. And stumbled into... uh, A strategy called wholesaling which for you you real estate newbies out there is you can get a property to buy under contract and then without buying the property you can actually sell the contract to buy the property for a uh, set price you can sell those contracts for you know 10 grand 20 grand 30 grand without actually having to close on the property and buyer closes on the property so it was a very eye-opening strategy for me because I didn't have any money uh, but I had the uh, the cojones at that time to go out and try something like that. So I started doing that and started flipping houses, pretty much right out uh, right out of the gate. While simult while simultaneously touring in a funk band, play, <laughs> right. <laughs> play uh, I play the drums and band uh, we formed in college called Pigeons Playing Ping Pong. Straight name aggressively, yeah. Started aggressively playing shows um, throughout the better half of my 20s. And so I was on the road and simultaneously flipping houses back at home in Baltimore, Maryland, which is where I was living at the time, when not on the road. So sort of my background is in real estate investing. I became intimately familiar with all the pain points of the real estate marketing world, uh, lead generation, lead monetization, lead management, and I was kind of forced to learn about that stuff because I was never really physically home, so I was kind of the guy running the systems in the background from the back of my van on the road, just uh, setting up systems for my real estate team back at home to do deals. And it was through that experience that I gained the the expertise and the know-how to launch what I do full-time now, which is I run a company called Investor Fuse that is a CRM for real estate investors. So you can kind of see where all the dots connected there.
1: Yeah. How long ago did you launch Investor Fuse, Dan?
0: A little over a year ago. So we launched that February
1: 2016. Very cool. And did you continue to wholesale up to this time, or are you still wholesaling or or in real estate investors? Yeah.
0: Yep. I still kind of have my hand in that game, but a little more removed from the process. I do lead generation for some wholesalers and then split the deals on the back end. Um, So I generate the leads. I set them up with all the systems that they need to uh, organize, capture, and follow up with the leads. And they'll close the deals and we'll split the deals 50-50. So it's, it's a little bit of a... I don't have to talk to anybody really (laughs) that's (laughs) more more of the speed um and i can still focus on building systems and building up the team around investor views which is where my main focus is right now are you still in the funk band so no i'm not in the funk band anymore good question i had left the funk band in 2015 basically just 100 lifestyle choice i just the band was starting to blow up they're still very active now if you look them up They're crushing it, selling out rooms all over the country, and uh, I just decided not to have to be on tour. I wanted to, sort of wanted to be on my own tour, uh, if you will. Which you saw me on my tour last year. We met in Chiang Mai. I wanted to focus more full time on entrepreneurship and ultimately on creating a system that serves other people. Uh, And I sort of just needed to get out of the the music business, if you will. But uh, I'll always be performing music and. In some fashion, but entrepreneurship is, is where my heart is right now for sure.
1: Yeah, you know, that makes sense. And you also have a blog, Yeah, which talks about music, correct?
0: Yeah, there's it's kind of music and philosophy and business and life. If you go to net. I don't post there often, but there's some good stuff on there. I'm starting to kind of get into that writing world right now a little bit.
1: And one thing that I noticed on the blog here, Dan, you have a tactic to achieve Gmail freedom, which is something that I've never been able to accomplish. Mm. <laughs> so I'm, I'm wondering if you could share with us how you keep your Gmail, your email cleaned out and yeah. succeed at inbox zero.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of a I was uh, oh, another thing I kind of got good at. There's a lot of steps involved. If you go to dosbeats.net, you can subscribe there to get access to that step-by-step article. It's been a while since I've like talked about this, but there's some there's some tools like boomerang that is essential. You can't really live without boomerang. There's some tools that people don't use in Gmail like archiving. Sending send and archive is an option in your Gmail settings. You can send an email and then it'll be removed from your inbox. It'll just be in the in the all mail folder. Uh, and I just kind of created a system um for basically essential emails and non-essential emails that's how it's organized mm-hmm. much much simpler and when you process when you're answering emails you just either take action boomerang it so it comes back in later or delete it it's like a three step process and that that's sort of how uh, I'm able to get through my personal email and at this point I have a executive assistant that does all, all my business email And we use a tool called Front App to basically filter and capture all of your your business-related email. So if you have a a business website and multiple people on your team, Front App kind of helps you create inboxes for each team member. And when you uh, get to the level where you can have an assistant, she can actually go, he or she can go in and actually process those emails separately. So Front App is a great tool for businesses. And... uh, That article I wrote on my website is good for your personal emails for Gmail stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely glad I subscribed for that because I'm usually – I think last weekend I got down to 15 emails in my inbox and nice. I was just so relieved. I was like, ah, oh, it feels so good to only have 15 minutes. I've <laughs> have
0: seen the, the tool, unroll.me. helps you get rid of all your subscriptions. It's pretty cool. I probably need one of those too. It's okay. cool. You you put in your your Gmail address, and it literally just finds all of the active email subscriptions you're on. And you can just go in real quick on unsubscribe from everything. It's oh, pretty cool. Oh, that's a great idea. Okay, cool. Yeah.
1: Unroll.me, as in me? That's it. Yep. Okay, will check that one out. Let's talk about your newest venture, InvestorFuse, Dan. And yeah. And I hear that you've experienced quite a bit of rapid growth in, what, just over a year, did you say?
0: Yeah, sort of an interesting story about how we launched. So the gist of it, and I think this is the meat and potatoes that your listeners will be able to take something away from, is... I'm not a technical person by nature. I'm kind of resistant to systems. Mm-hmm. I'm more of just an action taker and figure it out later and surround myself with people that uh, can help organize everything and <laughs> follow through. I'm, I'm high quick start, low follow through, if you will. <laughs> and what, uh, what I realized was that people really don't care, and by people I mean your potential customers or prospects really don't care about how their problems are being solved Mm-hmm. They just care about their problems being solved at all. So, the, the means of fulfillment or the means of how your solution works is completely irrelevant. And I sort of learned that because I built InvestorFuse on top of existing software. Um, it's a tool called Podio.com. Mm-hmm. It's essentially a drag and drop customizable. CRM or project management tool you can think of like Trello, but it's it's like a more expanded version of Trello and uh, I just created a a simple framework for a real estate business uh, customized it so that it fits the real estate way of doing deals and other people raised their hand and basically said uh, I Want that I, I created it for my business essentially and other people, uh, after I shared it with some people, they said, I want that, how much? And it was when enough people said, very nice, how much, that I decided to actually scale it up and make it a business. Um, so a, t- a tip from that is don't start a business unless people tell you to, <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless people ask if they can have it and for how much. It's usually a generally good sign that you're, uh, you've struck a gold, a little gold vein.
1: How did you grow it after you had your first initial warm market? mention that they wanted the product. What were some of the things you did after that, Dan? To, to yeah, it up? so
0: so prior to launching, I kind of I did a lot of hype, uh, and it was a lot of it was it was hype and hustle. So prior to launching Investor Fuse, I actually it's kind of a this is going to get a little technical. Before InvestorFuse, which is a SaaS version of what I had done, I had sold a one-off productized service, if you will. It was just a, a one-and-done, pay us this amount and we'll set up your Podio so it works for your real estate business type of solution. It wasn't a monthly SaaS model at all. Uh, that's kind of how, how I started it and that's how I kind of got my initial followers and Kind of to pre frame investor fees, I was doing that and I utilized the leverage of a guru in the space. So, in the real estate market, there's a lot of coaches that have large lists of potential customers that might need your real estate tools. Mm. So, I partnered with an influencer in the space who helped sell that one off service. And it was through that that I sort of garnered the credibility to go off and do other things. So that that was kind of the, the preface cheat code, if you will, of, of how I was able to get those initial early traction users. But other than that, it was a lot of one-on-one talking with people and sort of explaining um, the next iteration. So uh, turning it from a one-off service into a monthly service is sort of a i I had to figure out how to sasify it right. if you will <laughs> <laughs> we did that, and the way we did that is we just basically you'll you'll notice there's a lot of consultants in the c r m space that will you can think of like an infusion soft consultant like they'll set up a really complex system for your e com business and they'll charge you ten grand for it, and you have to plug it into like a million other different tools mm-hmm. where I realized that rather than doing that, why can't we just create the end result that our market was looking for, uh, disregard all the, the tools that we would we would have had to plug into Podio to make it function that way, and just build our own back-end code that does that stuff, like inbound and outbound texting, for instance, or uh, ringless voicemail, for instance, and those types of features. So we just kind of hard-coded that into our back-end And instead of everybody having to pay for all these disparate services like MailChimp and uh, Podio and all these other automation tools, they just pay us. And that's sort of how we were able to quote-unquote sassify it. So that's kind of the business model that allowed us to to get this monthly cash flow. And um, before launching that, I obviously had to explain that to a lot of people. So I used the hype period before launching InvestorFuse. Mm-hmm. Which was uh, November 2015 to when we launched February 2016. Basically, every day I was talking to someone, a potential customer on Facebook. I had I remember uh, there's another facet to this as well. Actually, I had a Facebook group that I started at the time to basically start a little community around the whole Podio.com movement in in the real estate space. Podio was the platform that I built the tool on. So on this Facebook group, I essentially put up a calendar link where people can schedule a call to talk with me. Because at that point, I, I had kind of had the credibility of someone that knew what they were talking about when it came to uh, automating their business using this tool. So I must have talked to like 100 or so people prior to the launch of InvestorFuse, just helping them in any regard, while also explaining my intention switching from this one-off model to a monthly recurring model. So to sum it up, the way, uh, kind of went on a little tangent, but the way that we were able to grow initially and have customers at the outset was one, I had already validated it by selling the one-off product version of it. Mm -hmm. I had the leverage of an influencer in the space to help establish my initial credibility from zero. And, uh, Three, i had just done a lot of talking and building and adding value to the to the community that that i created um for many months before launching so it wasn't uh you know i hustled for it
1: after launching dan has your growth been going up at the same rate since launch or have you experienced peaks and valleys or hockey stick growth or what's that look like for you
0: Yeah, that's a good question. It's been actually pretty consistently around 10 to 15% growth month after month. It's controlled growth, 100% controlled growth. And the reason why that I wanted to go with controlled growth is so that we can dial in our internal team systems Mm. through that first year. So a lot of it was word of mouth from content that I created about Real estate marketing. I just created a bunch of really detailed, epic blog posts and shared it with the uh, social media world of the real estate wholesaler community, which got us a lot of traffic to the website and sort of positioned us as one of the options for a CRM. Um, so I think because there's only a handful of options really to choose from, we were able to capture a lot of that word of mouth, like. What systems are available, and at that point, we were really the only solution for Podio, which is the tool that everybody kind of wanted to use because of its customizability. And so that kind of got us into the to the mindshare of the real estate community so much so that we were able to to maintain that consistent growth month after month. I've never had to do any affiliate promos or any big promo plays. Uh, because of that word of mouth. So that's sort of been our main driver of growth.
1: What are you going to do differently for growth in
0: year two? So year two growth is going to be more affiliate stuff. Uh, I realize that the the leverage that got me to this point is probably going to be what I'm going to focus on this year. So the leverage, meaning partnering with influencers. um, It's just... you you need to balance marketing your product and attracting the right customers and not sacrificing getting bad customers, you know, not sacrificing curating your customer base by just having everybody send out affiliate links. So you really have to dial in your, your target user and make sure that your marketing messages are only really talking to your target customers. And making sure to be consistent with that when you start using affiliates to promote your product. Cause an affiliate list might only have like 5% of their list might be your ideal target market. So you really need to be harsh with, uh, with their list and actively tell people not to sign up if it's not a fit for them. Um, so for us, for instance, we're not really a tool for new investors. We're definitely a tool for more active investors that are already investing into their marketing. So they're more likely to invest into another marketing tool. Uh, so we're, we're very clear with that. And the way that uh, I'm gonna approach it with affiliates is through a webinar. Webinars have been pretty crucial. That's how we did our initial launch, through a webinar. It gives you the best opportunity at length to describe the value of your solution, to, to describe who it's not for, and to demo the product, which is, you know, for us, it's it's a tool that companies are going to be using every single day. And we don't, we don't take that decision lightly. So a webinar is generally a good way to, to sell a product like that or a SaaS product. Um, So we're going to use webinars to affiliate lists, and I'm going to be very aggressive in my marketing messages to make sure that we're only attracting the right types of customers. So we can still enjoy, uh, you know, we get to choose who, who we're working with, which is which has been nice up to this point.
1: Dan, I'm curious. What have been a couple of the biggest lessons that you've learned from growing InvestorFuse in the past year?
0: Yeah. It's a good question. I would say that, you know, from the outset, the biggest lesson was people don't care about the solution. They only care about their problem being solved. Um simple as that so if you're starting out and you're trying to create a SaaS, don't worry about having fancy technology if it's something that you can do manually and it's solving their problem that's great that's a starting point you use that to to solve problems figure out what people really need and then you can start creating more tech systems around that when you start uh meeting you know more technical devs and uh, potential technical co-founders um so Customers don't care about the solution itself; they just want the problem solved. Um, I would also say, uh, don't don't really sell your product. Invite. So don't don't sell. Invite. Uh, selling always kind of implies forcing something on someone who doesn't really need it. Uh, so I would focus more on just inbound marketing in the right channels where your prospect is more likely to hang out, and then. Uh, Value creation, like really create useful blog posts, like give more of your time to people. Uh, if you if you can't help someone, like maybe point them in the right direction, and just be authentically trying to put stuff out there and to the right people, and eventually people who need you will come to you. It's just a way more organic way, uh, but you need to just, you need to put your stuff out there in the first place so they can find you. But don't sell, don't hard sell, don't be that guy. Just just invite, put stuff out there. And uh, the right people will find you. And then I would also probably say, hire with your gut. So when you're scaling your business up, obviously you're not gonna, you can't do it alone. You have to bring on team, a team of people that, you know, you hire for your weaknesses, so that you can focus on your unique genius, if you will. Bring on people that you would regret not working with after you interview them. So. You really you need to kind of hone in on your recruiting intuition. Um, definitely, the, the growth of InvestorFuse has been a result of our ability to bring on like just awesome people that are culture fit. And by culture fit, I mean they're people that you can hang out with every day, and you would love to hang out with them, and you'd regret not hiring them and having them in your life. Like that's how you should be hiring people. Don't settle for uh, anything less than that gut feeling. Uh, when you start to build a team around your business.
1: I like that. Dan, is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners before we sign off?
0: No, I would just say go out and try to just try to solve a problem and create a system around that problem that removes you from the fulfillment. So just create a system that serves other people. And if you can do that without without you and build yourself out of that process, then you will have uh, achieved entrepreneurial success.
1: Very great tips. Dan, if the listeners want to reach out to you, where's the best place they could find you at?
0: Uh, you can shoot me an email to dan at investorfuse.com, F-U-S-E. And I also have, if you want to chat on the phone, I have a clarity.fm page. Just uh, search my name. Probably put it in the show, show notes. Just search Dan Schwartz on clarity.fm. We can chat there or just shoot me an email.
1: Dan, we have to give you a big thank you for coming on the show, my friend. Thanks for sharing your tips and your tricks and your wisdom with us. We really appreciate your time.
0: Thanks for letting me come on and rant, Chris. I appreciate it.
1: And listeners, we're going to wrap up there for today. Thanks for joining us once again, and we'll see you all on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for established entrepreneurs. Imagine spending an extended period of time with other successful entrepreneurs working together and growing your business. Day to day, you interact with other driven and smart business people. Spending an extended period of time around them alters your business and your mentality around business. Goals are set, business grows, new partnerships develop, greater profit margins are achieved, the productivity skyrockets for those that are in the entrepreneur house, and you get to have an incredible adventure while doing it. This year, we have three different events, a three-day productivity weekend in different cities all around the world, a two-week all-inclusive retreat for entrepreneurs with six-figure businesses. This will be full of workshops, masterminds, and adventure. Then a four-week event in Chiang Mai, Thailand for established entrepreneurs, also full of workshops, masterminds, advisors, and fun weekend social events. Be sure to check out the details at theentrepreneurhouse.com as soon as possible. These events will fill up fast. For those of you that are interested in have some questions, be sure to contact us through theentrepreneurhouse.com forward slash contact. We will respond as soon as possible. For now, saludos from somewhere in the world.